Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So I'm wondering how many of our mums have left their baby and gone and done something on their own. Honestly, never has running to the supermarket on your own felt so exciting. Oh, yeah. It feels like you've won the lottery, but also weirdly like you're missing something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you ever do that thing of being in the supermarket without a baby and then realising that you were actually moving the trolley backwards and forwards? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So this week we'll be talking about crying. Oh, yeah, but hopefully not shedding any tears. (laughs) Not ourselves. (laughs) And Baby Centre editor Joanne will be sympathising with new mums on what they don't want to hear at the moment. Okay, but first let's catch up with what's happening with baby this week. What's happening for baby? So this week, your baby is becoming more of a smooth mover. Yeah, but not quite Idris Elba yet. No. (laughs) He's getting more control of his muscles, helping him to move more smoothly and confidently. And do you know why this is? No. It's thanks to a part of his brain called the cerebellum, which is near the nape of his neck. The cerebellum, which means little brain, helps him learn how to move and then remember how he did it so he could delight you with the same gesture again and again. Ooh, let's hope it's a polite gesture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his first three years of life are critical to his brain development. During these years, the brain triples its weight and establishes thousands of billions of nerve connections, almost twice as many as adults have. Oh, fascinating stuff. I'm full okay, of facts today for you. You, you are full of facts today. <laughs> Sleep update, please. Where are we at with that? Okay, so at this stage, most babies still wake up between one and three times a night. You may find that your little one's starting to stay awake for longer periods in the daytime too. There's just so much new and exciting information for them to absorb. If your baby struggles to get to sleep, a massage before bedtime and perhaps a lullaby or two, they can help, can't they? That sounds great. What's happening for you? Oh, it's time to talk about sex again, apparently. Oh, lovely. We did talk about this a bit in Newborn 5, but we like a bit of sex chat, so here we are again. Yeah, you may already have rekindled your love life, but don't worry if you don't have the time, energy or the inclination for sex yet. You and your partner can still find other ways to be intimate. Yeah, I have to admit that I was looking at the eight sex secrets from parents of newborns on Baby Centre and they are offering advice like having sex when your baby is napping, doing (laughs) it on the sofa if your baby is in the bedroom and saying things like, it's like when we first met because we're doing it all over the house. I mean... I honestly don't know where they found these people to say these things. Do you know, Lucy? <laughs> what were you saying, Claire? Were you not having sex while your baby was napping? Oh, <laughs> was it not like well, that for you? Uh, I can't remember the details. <laughs> I think I was quite petrified about having sex post-baby and knackered. I mean, yeah. all I'm saying is it's week nine and don't beat yourself up if you aren't quite matching the eight sex secrets from parents and newborns yet (laughs) no and if you're thinking about doing it again then you might find a lubricant can be your best and most reassuring friend now it's that kind of practical advice it's why we've got you here isn't it Lucy or just clamp your vagina shut yes for a good few months 
Exactly. <laughs> Keep those legs together and tell him to go and have a shower. Okay. And sex isn't all about penetrative sex, is it? I mean, no. you could think of other ways to entertain yourself, you mm. know, that don't require lots of energy and can help you relax. Um, it's important to find time to laugh as well. Yeah, I definitely. Although time is uh, not easy to come by at the moment, is it? If you've no. got a, a little newborn. But if you've got a relative or a friend on hand to hold the baby for an hour, you could treat yourself to a date. Have a I little day date. Say then. <laughs> Off you go upstairs. Off you go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, bye. We're just going up to bed. No, you could go and have to go to a coffee shop. No, we're just talking coffee here. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. coffee. You know, something major league exciting <laughs> like that. Exactly. Yeah. Americano. And it'll probably be the most luxurious latte of your life. And do you know what you'll talk about for the entire time you're away? Uh, your baby. Yep, yep. your baby. <laughs> so true. Too embarrassed to ask. This week in Too Embarrassed to Ask, we asked the question, I'm so fed up with my baby crying. Any advice? Oh, we've all been there. It can be relentless, can't it, when they just cry constantly. Oh, yes. And there's that witching hour or often hours in the evening when they just won't settle. My mum came over one evening and my little boy was grizzling away and we got quite used to it. And we're walking around the kitchen endlessly with him. And she was like, is he like this every evening? And we were like, yeah, <laughs> but he did just grow out of it. Yeah, you just kind of get used to it in a weird way. Some crying's to be expected, isn't it? And we haven't got any magic solutions here, but sometimes knowing why they're crying can be useful. Let's hear about those. So yes, we've got seven reasons babies cry. First up is... Hunger. So one of the most common reasons why your baby will cry, especially if she's a newborn, is because they're hungry. The younger your baby is, the more likely it is that she'll be hungry. Yeah, and your baby's stomach is small and can't hold very much, so it won't take long before she needs another feed. If you're breastfeeding, offer her your breast, even if her last feed doesn't seem that long ago. Your baby will let you know when she's had enough by coming off your breast in her own time and seeming content and settled. If you're formula feeding, your baby may not need more milk for at least two hours after her last feed. But, you know, every baby's different. If you're formula feeding, your baby may not need milk for at least two hours after her last feed. But every baby's different. If your baby's consistently not finishing her feed, she may prefer to drink formula little and often. In this case, you could try offering her another feed earlier. Yeah, your baby might not stop crying immediately, but let her keep feeding if she wants to. At number two, we have the much talked about colic. Ah, so if your baby cries a lot, but is otherwise healthy, she may have colic. Your baby may become flushed and frustrated and refuse your efforts to soothe her. She may clench her fists, draw up her knees or arch her back. If you think your baby's crying excessively, take her to your GP to rule out any other causes. That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, your doctor will check that nothing more serious is causing your baby's distress. Living with a baby who regularly cries inconsolably can be very stressful. It's important to look after yourself too, so that you have the patience and energy to soothe your little one. Oh yeah, do look after yourself. You're programmed to find your baby's cries really stressful, so when it goes on a long time and despite trying everything, it doesn't stop, then it can be doubly stressful, can't it? Definitely. So do share the baby with a partner, if at all possible, when they're upset. But if you're on your own, then just marching out with the baby in the pram can help. Sometimes the motion helps to settle your baby, and I found just being outside so you're not in a confined space can be really helpful. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best things. Just getting out of those four, four walls is good, Yeah, you good, need isn't to it? go around the block, don't you? Yeah. I often put on the TV or the radio and just watch something if I was getting stressed. I think sometimes you just want a reminder that there's other adults out there in the world. Yeah, even if it's just <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> yeah. If you're feeling angry or stressed, then it's okay to put the baby down in a safe place like their cot. Just have a deep breath, cry, call somebody, and then just go back to them when you feel a bit more settled. 
Yeah, and remember that this phase will pass. Colic tends to peak at two months and is usually gone by around three to four months. Oh, so that's good. We're at nine weeks, so the crying should start to decrease really soon. Yeah. Right, that was a long one. Number three is crying because the baby needs holding. Your baby needs lots of cuddling, physical contact and reassurance to comfort her. So her crying may mean that she just wants to be held. Yeah, and swaying and singing to her while you hold her close. This might help distract and comfort her. You could try baby wearing with a sling or a carrier to keep your baby close to you for longer periods of time. She loves the sound of your heartbeat and the warmth of your body and also your smell, of course. Oh. At number four, I'm crying because I'm tired and I need a rest. <laughs> is that about baby, Claire, or is that just you right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these podcasts, they're really getting to me now. <laughs> your baby may find it hard to get sleep, particularly if she's overtired, actually. Fussing and crying at the slightest thing or staring blankly into space and being quiet and still are just some of the ways your baby tells you that she needs some shut-eye. Mine definitely did that. If they were overstimulated, they just actually couldn't get to sleep. Yeah, you often find it on days when you've had loads of doting visitors who probably overstimulated your baby or yeah. uncles come around just before bed and like... Right in their faces. Dancing in front <laughs> of their face and you're like, no, just let them settle down. Yeah. yeah, so this can make it hard for them to get to sleep, as can too much rocking and singing. Try taking her to a quiet room after a feed and before bed to help her calm down and switch off. At number five, I'm crying because I'm too cold or too hot. Ah, yes, the old temperature gauge. You can check whether your baby is too hot or too cold by feeling her tummy or the back of her neck. I, I always used to put my hand down the back of their clothes there, just at the back of their neck. That's a good one. Um, don't be guided by the temperature of the baby's hands or feet because they're normally quite a lot colder, aren't they, than the rest of their body? Yeah, they definitely are. It's a good idea to keep the temperature of your baby's room between 16 and 20 degrees Celsius, which actually might feel, feel a bit chilly to us, yeah. but it's completely fine. Use a room thermometer to keep track of the temperature. Also remember to place her down on her back to sleep with her feet at the foot of the cot. That way she can't wriggle down under the blankets and become too hot. Yeah, and take care not to overdress your baby or she may become overheated. I mean, as a general rule, she needs to wear one more layer of clothing than you do to be comfortable. Unless you're the most hardcore Nanook of the North, obviously. <laughs> I think that's a really good one, that one more layer, though. It's really easy to understand. I definitely, is. when I was yeah. thinking, oh, how much do they wear? Also, use cotton sheets and cellular blankets as bedding in your baby's cot or Moses basket, not a duvet. And if her tummy feels too hot, remove a blanket or layer. And if it feels too cold, then obviously add one. If you're using a sleeping bag, then make sure it's the right tog for the season and the right size for your baby. Yes. So next up, crying because of needing a nappy change. Your baby may protest if she has a wet or soiled nappy. Personally, mine doesn't seem to mind. But just make sure they don't get a nappy rash by keeping you know, the nappy cream on. And if your baby doesn't like having her nappy changed, it may be because of the strange feeling of cold air on her skin. You're probably a pro at quick nappy changes by now. But the other thing is to distract your baby with a song or a toy that she can look at during changes. That often works well. And when you're changing nappies at night, you may want to keep it quite quiet because you're obviously aiming to keep that nighttime routine ideally. Oh, yes. Lastly, number seven is I'm crying because I don't feel well. If your baby's unwell, she'll probably cry in a different tone from the one you're used to. It may be weaker, more urgent, continuous or high pitched. If she usually cries a lot but has become unusually quiet, this may also be a sign that she's not well. Teething may also cause your baby to be more upset than usual. Babies often are irritable and restless in the weeks before a new tooth comes through, aren't they? If she's teething, then you may also spot some rosy cheeks and she may dribble more than usual. Oh, yes, I remember that look of the rosy cheeks and uh, lots of dribble yeah. pouring down. Nobody knows your baby as well as you do. If you feel that something's not right, trust your instincts and call your GP 
your midwife or your health visitor, health professionals will always take your concerns seriously. Yeah, I think instincts is you have to trust them as parent, don't you? Whatever age your child is. At this stage, you should call your doctor straight away if your baby's crying all the time and has a fever of 38 degrees Celsius or above. Also, if they're vomiting, they've got diarrhea or constipation. If your baby has difficulty breathing through her crying, then do call 111 for advice immediately or take it to your nearest accident and emergency. I think as you gradually get to know your baby's personality, you'll discover your own techniques that will work best for your baby. So it might be that a cuddle or a feed does a trick or it might not. You might want to just think about actually just taking them out in the pram or the car or moving helps them or just letting them suck on something, your breast, a finger or a dummy. Yeah, and some babies cry during or after feeds. So if you're breastfeeding, you may find that changing the way your baby latches on helps. She might be able to feed more calmly without crying or fussing. So ask your health visitor or breastfeeding counsellor to check your positioning. And if your baby seems to have painful wind during feeds, she may prefer to feed in a more upright position even. Oh, so that's a good idea. Yeah, and also a soothing bath, that can help just calm them down. Yeah, and by the way, this can be at any time of the day if you're feeling a bit desperate. I do remember this baby hack that you can just always try a bath at like 11am or something and just play with your baby in the water for a while um, and then just give them a gentle massage after. And there's loads of massage ideas on Baby Centre. Yeah, although do bear in mind that sometimes a bath might make them cry even more. Ah, yeah, if they (laughs) don't like bathing, then don't do that. They don't like being water but you'll get to know what they like and don't like some babies love bathing don't they some just hate it yeah that's really true lastly you could find a support group or parent and baby group so you can meet other new parents in the same situation and they'll offer not just moral support but they might even have their own ideas and some tips or you can go out for a walk with them (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and talk to your health visitor or gp about coping strategies before everything gets too much also, along with support, you could actually even call a helpline. That's a great idea. And yeah. there's one called Crisis, which offers support seven days a week for parents of babies who have, well, I think it's either sleep problems or who cry excessively. We'll put the link in the show notes for that. Great. What do you expect this week? So this week, we're talking about unhelpful comments. You know when you invite Auntie Maud over to meet the baby and she has to comment on your figure, the baby being fat or looking like her side of the family and nothing like you? <laughs> Yeah, here's Baby Centre editor Joanne with a few funnies that she found in the Baby Centre community. Oh, there is plenty of chat about this in the Baby Centre community. It seems like everyone has something to say to new mums on everything from, you know, how the baby's sleeping or feeding to how this poor woman who's just given birth actually looks. I have to say I was pretty shocked at some of these. I really feel for these mums. Um, We have a lot of breastfeeding mums saying that often elderly relatives are telling them off for feeding their babies too much. One male relative even said needy baby, greedy baby to one poor woman while she was breastfeeding her baby, which is astonishing. Is she a good baby is another question rather than a comment that lots of mums really struggle to find the right answer to. The presumption being that, you know, if your baby isn't feeding brilliantly and sleeping right through the night, then she must be a bad baby. Um, And lots of mums who've had two or more babies of the same sex say that they receive loads of kind of fake sympathy about that. Finally, a lot of mums have found that people can be so judgmental about how new mums look, even in the early days and weeks after giving birth. So from a work colleague, assuming one mum was still pregnant, despite her having had her baby six weeks ago, uh, to relatives who think they're being really funny when they tap a mum's tummy and say, have you got another baby in there? And of course, the usual, you look tired. Well, I mean, of course, they look tired. They just had a baby. What a shocker. Oh, thanks to Joanne there for that community insight. So that brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and look forward to Newborn Week 10 next week. Bye. Bye bye.
Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.